0: At 1UP, we believe in being curious and taking a little bit of value from everyone. So welcome to the Breadcrumb series, where we get bite-sized amounts of previous episodes and can hear a new perspective in less than five minutes. This breadcrumb is from episode 143, how we can have better conversations and connections with people. So negotiation is communication, essentially, and to be an effective negotiator, you have to be an effective communicator. And to be an effective communicator, I believe at least, you need to be a good listener. Active listening is a skill that can be learnt and it's a highly underrated tool that can be used for both yours and the other person's benefit. I mean, it's all people at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're negotiating with a terrorist or a business owner. They're both human and that in itself is such an interesting path to let your mind wander down. And a main theme that, in my opinion, came across really strong in this book is that it doesn't matter who you're talking to. At the end of the day, it's all people. And I think most people imagine or have this idea when you're negotiating with a terrorist or a criminal, for example, that you're negotiating with a complete psychotic animal who was just born to kill and is, you know, you kind of dehumanize them a little bit. But that's not true at all. They had a childhood. Who knows what that was like. They had to function in society and they had to build a life for themselves. So how has that impacted the decisions that they make today? And how do you incorporate that into your communication with them? How do you actively listen to understand what they truly want? And I think that was a cool perspective to be able to lean into by reading the the experiences of an FBI hostage negotiator who has obviously been in some incredibly high stress situations and trying to imagine through these stories like the relevance of that to an everyday conversation either in business or within your career so in order to do that in order to actively listen and understand what they truly want it involves empathy and to do it in that situation would involve more than most people have, I would say. Active listening and empathy, it's going to keep you focused and calm and get you to the root of the, ne- of the negotiation quicker than anything else. I guess because also in many ways, even though you are empathetic and you're using those active listening skills, you can remove the emotion out of it slightly by thinking, what is this person's behavior telling me about who they are and how am I using that to get the result that I want I suppose in a negotiation point of view but I also think these same tactics can be used to just have deeper connections with people as well and a lot of the strategies within the book are tools that you can use in order to be a better listener because most of the time it really is about just getting the other person to talk more and then being strategic with what you say and at what points and how you understand them better the more they talk, of course. It's actually funny how so many concepts of people are the same across different areas in life. I find this with the intersection of personal growth and financial literacy. There's so much crossover and it is because we are all... Human, so it makes sense. But for example, loss aversion is an important part of negotiating because it's a cognitive bias we have as humans. That means we tend to take greater risks to avoid losses than to achieve gains. So within an argument, something you can do is raise the other person's awareness of the fact that they have something to lose. And so that will help lean them towards a certain outcome. This bias. It also affects our investing behaviour as well and something that I spoke about in an episode uh, with Tammy Paper from the FMA around how to invest in a volatile market. We can have the perception that when our money, which is very important to us, is kind of put in a risky situation, we have this perception that we will lose something, especially if you know there's a dip or something. So we make emotional decisions to act, which usually mean we lose more as a result. For example, selling shares in a crash before they have an opportunity to recover post-recession or post-crash is a result of that loss aversion that we have naturally as humans. And so this doesn't just tie into investing, but of course ties into so many areas of a person's general life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.